Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 43. Now, in the light of recent events and the troubled times we live in, in today's episode, I'm going to share some thoughts around facilitating discussions with artworks and objects around sensitive subjects in difficult times. Now, before that, Last week, I was talking all about reading a group and why it's important. I shared a variety of ways you can read your group. So you can head over to episode 42 to hear what I had to say. You might even want to listen to that episode again in the light of what I'm sharing today. Now, as always, if you'd like to be a supporter of the show, you can do so by treating me to a cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire Bound. I'll put a link in the show notes. And the show notes, they're on my website, thinkingmuseum.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 43. So now let's get on with today's show. So we know that experiences in museums and heritage sites with art and objects make us think. They allow us to draw on our emotions. They allow us to pull from personal experiences and make connections. And talking about your personal connections to an artwork, an object or a theme, helps you to share what you're seeing, feeling and thinking. Now, in difficult times such as now, participants could be bringing a variety of emotional states and experiences into the museum on your programs with them. And we don't know what emotions and experiences may bubble up as a result of spending time with an artwork. Therefore, in today's episode, I'm going to share some thoughts around facilitating sensitive subjects in difficult times. I'm going to focus on your role as a facilitator and give you some thoughts and tips and also how you can look after your own needs too. Now we know that some programs, some tours, some sessions specifically involve sharing difficult narratives or addressing challenging subjects. Other types of programs might touch on subjects that can be contentious or might be sensitive or you might even visit artworks or objects that can surface and bring up emotions, feelings and more. And particularly now, with the devastation occurring in Ukraine, it's really important to be aware of and sensitive to these emotions. So all sorts of things can trigger emotional responses from your participants. It can be disagreement over facts, it can be differences in opinions... It can be uh, upsetting events coming to the surface or even associations with personal experiences. So as a starting point, think first about any programs that you lead 
and maybe try to identify any moments or artworks or stops if you're doing a guided tour which may provoke sensitive or contentious discussion. So be aware of the main discussion points and really think carefully about your content and your approach. Now it's important to note here that you cannot and you will not be able to prepare for all eventualities. You simply do not know who will we, who will be bringing what experiences with them into the museum. But you can make yourself more prepared by thinking ahead. Now I'll be talking about great introductions next week. But suffice to say today that a good introduction can set the tone and expectations for what's to come. Every programme you facilitate should create a safe space for people to share their ideas, to ask questions and to show emotions. Now, if you will be discussing an artwork or object that could trigger emotion, it's worth reminding the group to contribute to the discussion with sensitivity. And as a general rule, participants will mirror your approach. So if you discuss things sensitively, they will follow. Now, some discussions ask for participants to share personal connections to an artwork or to an object. And this can be problematic as participants will share hidden connections and personal stories that you are unaware of. So I'm going to share some important things that you can do as a facilitator when you're asking people to share these sorts of personal thoughts and connections. So first of all, create this safe and trusting atmosphere. You can establish it at the start and you can remind people throughout. So set it up in your introduction when you introduce yourself and the programme and get to know your participants. You may also at this point want to share some guidelines. Now we'll discuss these in more detail in next week's episode. But note now that guidelines are really useful at the start and you can repeat them throughout the programme to reassure participants and remind them of how you're doing things in your programme. Now, my mantra for all types of discussion-based programmes is encourage but do not require participation. And this is even more important for any discussion that asks participants to share any feelings or personal connections or emotions. No one should feel under pressure to take part and interact. Also, avoid calling on people to answer. Don't point or name participants to answer your questions. Invite people to share their Perhaps invite them if they feel comfortable doing so. Allow plenty of wait time and be patient with silences. Don't jump in to fill the silence. It can be an important time for some to collect their thoughts and it may spur others to talk. Those that feel happy to respond will do so. 
Now, as we talked about in last week's episode, when I was talking about how to read a group, look for nonverbal clues. Observe who is participating and who is not. Have a look and notice to see if anyone's looking uncomfortable. You should be empathetic and use your emotional intelligence to read the group. Now, if you don't get anyone sharing in response to your call for personal connections, you could acknowledge that it's sometimes difficult to share these sorts of thoughts and move on to another question. Or you could even share a personal connection of your own. Now, another tip is that it's sometimes easier for groups to share their thoughts in smaller groups than with the group as a whole. So use things like pair share for people to talk to a partner or small groups for these sorts of discussions. But do bear in mind that if the group is going to be away from you to discuss, that everyone in the group knows that they only have to share if they're happy to share. There is no requirement to say something if someone doesn't want to. And listening. Listening is such an important skill here. Encourage active listening. You'll need to sort of focus your energy as a facilitator on really listening to participants sharing their thoughts. But you also want to help your group to listen to each other too. Make sure you acknowledge all contributions and demonstrate that you've not only heard what someone has shared, but that you've understood and valued their contribution. Now, an opt-out is a simple way of giving a participant or participants a timeout from a discussion or an artwork if it's too difficult or sensitive for them to take part. Remember, everyone gets affected by things in different ways. If you know that you're going to visit an artwork or object or touch on a subject that could potentially bring up emotions, prepare your participants in advance. Then you can let them sit something out if they would prefer to. Also know when to wrap things up. Read your group the whole time and know when it's time to bring the discussion to a close. Thank everyone for their contributions and move on. Now, finally, some thoughts about yourself too. These are worrying and troubling times and we all have our own emotions to deal with. So making time to be aware of and deal with our own emotions around a subject can really help. Being more self-aware, perhaps knowing how we feel about certain events can help us to prepare for when we're with a group. In my VTMO course, we do an exercise called Knowing Yourself. And this gets you to reflect on a series of questions about a known subject so that you can assess whether you know the topic, whether you can assume an objective role and to give you an indication of how you might find your role as a facilitator around this subject. Will it be easy? Will it be difficult? How will you find it? Secondly, as a facilitator of discussions, you need to be able 
to concentrate and have high concentration levels in your sessions. You want to feel full of energy rather than tired. So do think about how many programs you lead in a day and having gaps between sessions will help you have time to recharge. Likewise, you want to go into each program or tour in the right frame of mind or state. And this is something that we've been studying recently on my coaching course. And I've realized how important it is for educators, facilitators and guides too. You want to feel relaxed. You want to feel focused and well, good about the session you're about to give. It's really hard to do your job well when you're feeling tense or stressed or anxious. And you want to be able to get yourself into a resourceful state before you start a program. Now, you can do this in a number of ways. Perhaps it's going for a walk before a session or listening to music or doing some mindfulness or breathing exercises, or even just changing your posture so that you feel more relaxed and more energized. It may also mean avoiding social media or emails just before you start a program too. It's important to note here that you have control over your state, no matter what is happening around you externally. You can help yourself to get into a better state so that you're able to lead your programs effectively. So that's some thoughts about facilitating discussions around art and objects in difficult times. Now we cover this in much greater detail in modules six and seven of my BTMO, my visible thinking in the museum online course. But in the light of recent events, I thought it might be helpful to share some thoughts here too. Don't forget our new Facebook group, The Slow Looking Club, created especially for podcast listeners. It's a place for conversation and discussion about engaging with art, objects and life slowly. You can look for The Slow Looking Club under groups in Facebook or I've put a link in the show notes. Thank you for listening today. Stay safe, stay well, take care of each other and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.